Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on today's episode, I have a very special guest who's actually a very good friend of mine from Vancouver, BC, Canada. And we knew each other quite well from several different events. We were in the same mastermind together, and we still keep in touch through the power of technology. Even though here I am here in Medellin, Colombia, and South America, uh, AJ, uh, also known as Aditya, is in Vancouver, BC, Canada. And here's a very unique story about uh, immigrating from Vancouver, uh, sorry, from India to Canada. So for those of you who are interested in that journey, we're going to be covering that. And also we're going to be talking about how you built up a successful podcast. And a lot of digital nomads, world travelers are interested in actually starting their own podcast. And they always ask me how to do it, what are the tips, what advice we give. So we brought in a podcast expert, uh, someone who's built up a really successful show to share his tips with the audience today. So Aditya, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself to start off with. Uh, who are you for the people listening and watching? Sure. So Ricky, nice to meet you once again. And it's so inspiring to note that you're traveling you know, to so many countries, not alone, but with your family and kids as well. So highly inspiring. Uh, about me, I am, uh, uh, my name is Aditya. I'm from Mumbai, India. That's where I was born and raised, uh, like you mentioned. And I'm, I'm based in Vancouver right now. I do a full-time job. So during the day, I work as a director of a marketing agency. Uh, and uh, when I'm not working full-time, I run a show called My 7 Chakras, which is a podcast available on iTunes and Google. And what I do is I interview people, just like you're interviewing me, but usually I'm on the other side. I'm interviewing people so that we can go deep into the ancient world and uncover nuggets of wisdom that people can use to transform their lives, whether it's mentally, physically, or spiritually, but really inspiring them, motivating them, uh, and helping them transform. Well, uh, yeah, we're definitely going to cover the podcast in much more detail, but I think your story about uh, you know immigrating and uh, you know uh, coming as a student and now working full time is a yeah. very uh, appealing and uh, you know uh, inspiring one. Uh, walk us through the journey of uh, leaving India to come to Canada. What made you choose Canada as opposed to maybe England, Australia, New Zealand, uh, you know other yeah. parts of Asia? Any particular reason? Was it your love of the cold, or <laughs> tell us about why you came to Canada? Uh, well, I think that's a great question. Uh, you know, going back many years back, I always wanted to move to the West. Okay. And uh, uh, my cousins are from California. So I've got a couple of cousins and they used to come to India every year, talk about life in California in the USA. We used to share stories. And I was always, uh, there was this sort of appeal about the weather, the type of culture, the opportunities, educational opportunities available. And so my, I always dreamt of going to the US. Okay. And so this was at the back of my mind. And it was crazy because I used to tell my friends, I'm going to USA next year, but that never happened. And I used to keep telling them. Uh, and that was, I used to dream about that. Uh, much later, I had uh, it, that, that became realized, maybe I can go uh, to the West. And the way I would do that is by, you know, you need to study, uh, do an MBA or a master's, and then you sort of learn about the culture and you, you get it, and, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, later, I realized after much research that it's uh, difficult to get into the US, you know, because of the immigration situation is especially if you don't have a background in STEM, which is science and technology. And I had a background in bachelor in business administration because I wanted to start a business. And so I thought to myself, what is the best city to be in where I could get be really close to the US, have that sort of uh, uh, environment and opportunity, but at the same time, a place that is beautiful, that has access to the Pacific wonderful ocean, as well as that is really close to the mountains and you know the snow uh, peaked mountains and things like that. And there was 
I had Vancouver in front of me. But I did apply to other places in Canada as well uh, in my MBA application journey, which is a rigorous process of applying to an MBA. I applied to, you know, Shulich out in the east, Rotman. Uh, I applied to Montreal, uh, Alberta, and finally Vancouver. I didn't want to come to a place that was because Mumbai, as you know, rains a lot. But I realized that Vancouver is not just about the rain, but it's so much more culture, food, uh, opportunities, beauty. Uh, and so I guess I made the right decision. Yeah, Vancouver is super beautiful. I'm actually from there. I, I uh, pretty much yeah. was born there. I went to elementary school there, high school there, university there, uh, UBC, yeah. the same school you studied at. And I met my wife there, dated there, got engaged there, got married there, had kid one, yeah. two, and three there. So it's, it's very much my home. Uh, not right now, because now we're traveling around the world. But, uh, you know, I, I can see why people love Vancouver, especially now, uh, as we're doing this interview, it's actually July, and uh, Vancouver is one of the most beautiful cities in the summer, the June, the July, the August, the September. So as long as you can survive the cold and uh, the gloominess of the winter, you're, you're, you're good there in Vancouver. Um, what I'm interested in is your student, um, you know, kind of journey. So you started off as an MBA student at uh, UBC, and then you transitioned to actually working. A lot of students, uh, they finish their degree, and then they actually go back uh, to whichever country they came from. Um, so walk yeah. us through how you actually transitioned from a student to working there, and soon uh, you'll apply for your permanent residency. Right. So that was one critical aspect why I chose CAD as well. So for example, if you do, I, I did an MBA. And if you do an MBA in the US, uh, you don't automatically get X number of years where you can sort of look for a job. You know, you don't automatically get that work permit unless the company itself sponsors you. And to sponsor a, per a student in the US, they have to prove to the government in some way or form that this person is more talented and resourceful than the local Americans over there, which is normally a very hard thing to do. Uh, so uh, in Canada, it's different, uh, especially when I joined, if you do a two-year program, Program, educational program, then you automatically get three years. You get a work permit of three years to sort of, you know, find your place in the market, find a job, get yourself established. And then the process after this is pretty sequential. So you find a work permit uh, for three years. And in the process, you gain work experience, Canadian work experience. And then you apply for what is called a PR, permanent residency. Uh, which I'm applying for right now, once you get your PR and then the next step is to apply for citizenship. Uh, and so because of the ease with which uh, and the relative simplicity of the immigration process in Canada, that's why I applied to Canada. Uh, and w one of the things, I mean, I'm not sure if you have a lot of uh, listeners from uh, India and other places in Asia, but a lot of times what happens is uh, when you're in India or some other country uh, around there, the job application process it happens on campus, right? So all the companies come to campus, they're looking for students and it's uh, different as compared to the US and Canada where as soon as, you know, the MBA or the program gets over, you do have the support of the career support, uh, support and mentors, but ultimately you need to go out and build the relationships and have those conversations and find out what is needed in the market. What are you passionate about and how you can contribute? And once you're able to make those three intersections, uh, then finding a job seems more uh, easier. I had a background in, uh, I used to work for Bose Corporation in India, which was a great company, uh, luxury uh, marketing, uh, electronics and things like that. But I was in channel sales and I wanted to make a transition from channel sales into digital marketing. And so that's why I did the MBA and that's why I did the city MBA. And the reason why I call it city MBA is because I went beyond my the boundary 
boundaries of my class. I attended the wonderful conferences that you put up. I did workshops. I did digital courses online. And I sort of got to know about how expansive the digital world is. You know, you don't have to be in front of the other person in order to learn uh, new skills, apply them, implement them, and then to grow yourself uh, as a professional. So I would say those are some of the steps that I took uh, in order to get my first job and then move into the second job. So uh, since you finished your MBA at UBC, uh, University yeah. of British Columbia, uh, what are the different types of jobs that you've been working at, uh, you know, to pay the bills and to survive and to ultimately apply through your permanent residency and then your citizenship? Yeah. So, uh, you know, right after my MBA, I've uh, done a total of two jobs. The first job was uh, at the place that I'm working right now. So that was an initial stint. That was me reaching out to them uh, and wanting to work for an agency. I work in a B2B agency right now. And so those initial three months were sort of like a, like an internship, you know, me getting to know the company, them getting to know my skills. Uh, it was sort of like a contractual role. And I also got to know what it is to work for an agency and how different it is, how to interact with clients, um, a lot of flexibility to work for a smaller company. After that, after that short role, I got a, a, a stint at TELUS which was a different experience altogether. So I, here I was a product manager in a marketing uh, strategy department, getting to work with all these directors and meeting executive directors and really understanding how people think at that level when you're running a multi-million dollar business uh, such as TELUS. Uh, so over there, it was again a, a short-term contractual role where I was working on uh, a new market which is senior living, right? Uh, everyone's getting older. There's a huge pressure on the uh, medical, uh, uh, medical, medical care as uh, on the government for medical care in Canada. And so how do we uh, use technology and understand how we can better serve the seniors so that they can stay out of hospitals, out of, uh, you know, these assisted living homes. So that was my project. Uh, I had a lot of learning and we did a pilot as well uh, during my phase at TELUS. And then what happened was I got, uh, after that contract contract got over, I got an opportunity in the first company that I worked in, in the agency. And they invited me and they said, you know, why not join us for a full-time role uh, and carry on your journey? And I gladly accepted. And so that's what I'm doing right now. It's been about uh, three months for me at the agency. Uh, and it's great because I get to really apply all of the marketing uh, concepts, the strategies, the ideas that I'm learning in these digital, different, uh, digital courses, and I get to apply them in the agency and test it out. So it's, it's the perfect fit. Sounds amazing. So uh, I'm curious to know uh, how do you intend to actually move from the student to the work uh, to actually the permanent residency and then ultimately having the beautiful Canadian passport? Right. Uh, I mean, uh, I've not uh, thought about it so far ahead as far as the Canadian uh, citizenship is concerned, the passport is concerned, because that's uh, still a couple of years ahead. But as, as far as the PR is concerned, uh, I'm working on that right now. And the way that is, there are two steps involved. Uh, I am uh, applying uh, as part of the Canadian Experience class, CEC. And what you need to do initially is you need to put together your application uh, and uh, you, uh, and apply. That's the first step where you get scored, you get a certain number of points based on the work experience that you have, based on the educational credentials, uh, based on uh, numerous other factors. Uh, and the points that you have is compared with so many different applicants uh, uh, among the entire pool in Canada, right? And so out of the entire pool, a certain uh, percentage of the applicants are invited to apply 
apply, which is the ITA for the permanent residency application. So I'm at that stage right now where I have been uh, invited to apply, and I'm sort of putting together the application, going through those medical tests, doing the police verification, and all these different uh, steps that you need to take in order to apply. You know, personally, I'm not a person who loves filling forms. You know, I, I hate going through the application process, but it's you know something that needs to be done. So I'm uh, hanging there, and I'm, I'm doing what needs to be done. You know, I don't think there's anyone who loves forms. I, I know yeah. I don't. Uh, on our travels, so, uh, every now and then we have to apply for visas. When we are going yeah. to Brazil, uh, it's yeah. funny because my wife actually still has her Filipino passport, and yeah. me and the kids have Filipino one. And my wife um, had no visa issues whatsoever in the Brazil. She's able to come visa free. And as Canadians, yeah. we actually needed a visa, and it was such a pain. Like we had to uh, get all these passport pictures, <laughs> all these documents, and I submitted, yeah. paid, paid a certain amount of money, come back, pick it up, and yeah. it was just uh, it was just a little pain. And uh, you know, obviously, uh, in the future, I hope the visa requirements get easier. I mean, obviously, for you, it's a whole different ballgame uh, with. Yeah. Uh, as a student working and uh, being a permanent resident and then uh, you know obviously getting full citizenship um, even with the tourist visas I find those a pain so it gets amplified when you're just going for tourist visa and then applying for something like a permanent residency just to add, uh, you know, a, a challenge specific to your audience, your people who love, who at least want to travel around the world. Uh, one of the things you need to do as part of your application is list down all the countries that you have visited and the dates when you left the country and you came back back to Canada. For me, I haven't really traveled to that many countries. I've been to US, I've been to uh, Canada and things like that. But I can imagine someone who's been to like 20, 30 countries, they're going to have a lot of, uh, they're going to have to spend a lot of time to note down what other countries that they've been to. So just wanted to put that out there if they indeed want to uh, immigrate to Canada. Yeah, you know, like for example, in um, um, with Canadian passports, it's uh, one of the best passports to have. I think it's one of the top five uh, because it allows you to go visa free yeah. in a lot of countries. But uh, um, you know, even in South yeah. America, we're traveling pretty much every country here, and we've uh, we needed visas in Brazil, in Suriname, we needed something called a, a tourist card, which you just pay I think about uh, fifty okay. US dollars, and then you you get the tourist card. Um, and in um, uh, in Argentina. You need to pay a reciprocity fee, which is basically because uh, Canada, the government, uh, they charge Argentinians to come to Canada. So vice versa. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's it. It's just a, a basic reciprocity fee. And then finally, sure. here in Colombia, um, when we arrived, we had to actually pay on arrival. Uh, I think it was about seventy U.S. dollars. And again, uh, on the passport, it says uh, reciprocity fee. This is a charge for all Canadians because Colombians have to pay when they visit Canada. So, <laughs> you know, like we have yeah. no control about it. But uh, it's just one of the things when you're traveling. And that was a good tip there you gave uh, AJ. So uh, if people wanted to immigrate to Canada, I mean, it's a dream uh, of um, literally millions of people around the world yeah. to come to Canada, to come to the U.S., to come to the West. Yeah. Um, tell us about what tips or advice you would give to someone who's watching right now, listening right now, and wants to come to Canada. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think uh, one of the main things to note uh, if you are planning to immigrate to Canada is, is to sort of have an idea of the future, you know, sort of visualize is within Canada, because Canada is huge, uh, which city do you see, see yourself in? You know, Do you see yourself more as a person who would love to stay out in the east, sort of Toronto? Would you prefer to live out in the west, like, like Vancouver? Uh, or do you want to stay somewhere in between Calgary? So, you know, I love to, uh, that's what I did as well, you know, associating yourself with the emotions and the feelings that you will have 
once you become a permanent resident in that particular country and uh, you know uh, to be honest having the right expectations you know because i've heard a lot of students as well who go to a particular city with the expectation that they're going to have a superb job jobs are going to get really easy or they're going to party on the weekends or going to travel a lot you know uh, i would suggest for the initial few months or maybe even a year to be very realistic in terms of some of the challenges that you might face you know uh, some of the efforts that you will have to take in order to set that foundation whether it's getting a job building a relationship building a network uh, sacrificing on some of the outdoors that you can probably hang out at going to the beach going to the going to the uh, uh, going to the mountains so that's something i did myself uh, there was a lot of hustle and a lot of work because i had to put together my show while doing a rigorous mba and finding a job so yes i did miss out on the beaches and going out to places like whistler uh, but that's something i'm doing right now like i've got a, a a bucket list of places to visit and next month i'm going to go to beautiful victoria and, and i'm going to spend some time over there so uh, you know just to summarize i would say that it's not about uh, that it's not that you won't get to experience the beauty and the magnificence of places like canada but it's just everything has its own time and uh, if you decide to go for it take complete ownership and just do what it takes yeah, absolutely. Some great tips there, uh, Aditya. Uh, so while you're working, you've actually been developing an amazing podcast. It's called uh, The Seven Chakras. Uh, so yeah. I'd love to hear the origin story. Uh, what made you actually choose a podcast? I mean, uh, when people are thinking about going online, they could do a blog, they could yeah. do a YouTube channel, they could, uh, do social media, and uh, they could do podcasting, obviously, a lot more as well. Uh, tell us about why you chose a podcast and walk us through kind of the idea and the conception stage. Sure. Uh, so, voice has had a very deep connection with me ever since I was a kid. I think 12 or 11 years old, I used to have a microphone in front of my computer and used to record my voice. You know, I used to do some voice modulation and just record and get a feel of how I sound on the, on the, on the, on the mic. I didn't know whether that could translate into a career or a vocation sometime in the future, but that's something I really loved to do. And then I forget, forgot about it because then you know, education catches on, right? You go into your 11th and 12th, and then it's all about, uh, at least in India, it's all about the marks and how you're doing well and how those grades can translate into your career sometime in the future. But that was at the back of my mind. I want to do something creative. I want to do something with my voice. Now, the other thing is, uh, uh, when I came to Canada, I knew that I could not be dependent just on a job. I knew that at some point I would have to create a business for myself, a venture, so that I can do so much more. You know, I don't have to trade dollars for for uh, for my time, and I could do something more uh, in terms of uh, living my purpose and making a change in people's lives. Uh, I've learned copywriting over the years, which is using words to really entice people to read and inspire. But at that point, I wasn't. I, I was not a writer. You know, I did not like writing how can i communicate with an audience without having to write is is is, is talking is having conversations uh, and so that's how the idea came about i i came across uh, the the uh, the fact that podcasting is growing really fast i came across some people that were doing wonders in podcasting like john lee dumas and pat flynn and the guys over at internet business mastery jeremy frenzen uh, and so i used to listen to their podcasts and because of the fact that the, the platform is such an intimate platform, right? I mean, what you're literally doing is when you're on, on your transit, on the way to work, whether you're outdoors, you're putting your earphones in your ear and they are whispering into your ears. 
talking about their story, talking about your lives. And so psychologically, you automatically get close to the host. You automatically know certain details, integrate details about his or her life. And so that sort of uh, idea really attracted me. And I said, and I, I didn't consider myself an ace communicator. I did not consider myself, I did not have a background in journalism and nothing like that. But I said, what if I could towards podcasting and we were in the same mastermind at one point. So you, so you know, some of the things that I had to go through in order to start a podcast, you know, step by step, uh, uh, you know, just taking action, not having those double thoughts of whether I can do it, do I have the confidence? What will people say? What about my accent? You know, what if, what if people perceive me as, uh, you know, someone who is like a pretender or something like that. So I think I, I, everyone has those thoughts, but it's, it's just about persisting and moving ahead uh, episode to episode. And uh, luckily, in my case, because of the work that uh, that we did, uh, I've done 225 episodes and I've received 1.3 million downloads worldwide. So that's been fascinating. Uh, uh, and I, I receive reviews and messages and emails from people, something that I would have never have thought about in my life. So it's been great. Yeah, you know, uh, definitely an amazing journey. I was actually there at the conception <laughs> when you delivered yes. the podcast. Um, I, I remember that it was uh, exactly two summers ago uh, in 2015 yes. where we as a mastermind were brainstorming uh, how to support each other's business. I was talking about my dream to travel the world and you were talking about uh, yes. podcasting. Uh, you know, other friends were talking about other things in the mastermind. And here we are. You know, I've uh, achieved my dream of following uh, my dream to travel the world. You've achieved your dream of becoming a successful podcaster and I'm super proud of you uh, you know when you first started it was very much a trial and error I remember uh, you actually did a trial interview with me and then yeah. uh, here you are yeah exactly <laughs> here you are like just uh, rocking it I uh, really took took it off and uh, now you're actually giving me advice so I, I, I love the fact that you've uh, built up your podcast so successfully uh, uh, walk us through uh, how do you feel you've really become successful as a podcast host what are some of your differentials what is something you did differently and uh, what kept you going through those tough times? Maybe you felt like stopping or giving up. Right. Uh, so I think what I bring in, in to podcasting is my genuine curiosity. I just finished a recording this morning where, I, where we were talking about three important attributes of any person, uh, whether it's a host or whether it's a knowledge seeker. So one is uh, awareness. One is curiosity, and the third one is trust. Curiosity to not judge yourself, curiosity to not judge your journey, or not to judge other people or the situation. Just be curious about what is there to ask. So I, 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 I use a lot of my curiosity to ask these questions to my guests. And you know, sometimes their vulnerability is reflected. You know, I, I make a mistake here and there. Uh, maybe I pronounce something wrong. And I think people get attracted to that because they realize that I'm not a professional. I'm just like them. I'm just asking questions like them. The other thing is uh, uh, awareness. And by awareness, I mean, I consider myself, or at least I have been uh, you know, uh, working on the awareness piece, being aware of what the person is sharing, being aware of uh, what they're talking about, listening very intently. You know, I think, and this is something so many authors talk about, you know, everyone wants their voice to be heard. Everyone wants you to know uh, what they're talking about. And so that's something I really focused on. You know, I might not be best in everything, but I'll be a good listener and I'll help my audience 
really uh, understand what is being said because sometimes uh, what is uh, like the topics that i speak about can be abstract uh, they can be a little difficult to digest and understand because most of my listeners are, are coming into spirituality and mindfulness from different areas in their lives maybe they're doctors or you know actors and so what i bring in that simplicity because i don't understand complex ideas i try to break it down and so people understand it and they're like wow that makes sense so that's why uh since that they listen to and the third thing is uh just being consistent you know um uh, uh sometimes i used to wake up in the morning and wonder like i'm not seeing much growth you know why am i still do- doing it and so coming back to my why i'm not doing this for just the downloads i'm not doing this uh you know just to monetize and make money out of it yes that is important and that's so critical you know you can't grow un- unless you're able to sustain your venture but at the end of the day it's very simple i'm doing this so that i have a certain number of questions responses to those questions that i have about life about spirit about mind and the body and i can share these questions with people uh, all around the world for free and so that keeps me moving and i know improvement uh, is is there and is necessary but at the same time action execution for me is more important than just being perfectionist and i think a lot of your listeners might face that as well you know as entrepreneurs as creators we want to be perfect we want to have that perfect episode we want to have that perfect production value but sometimes that perfection stops us from being action takers we need to be action takers we need to take action yeah you know uh, you know that's so true uh, even with uh, this whole uh, concept of traveling uh, a lot of people are too scared they're like oh what about the health what about yeah. the safety what about the money what about the kids what about if yeah. something goes wrong what about the visa situations and they get stuck yes. in their what abouts and in the analysis yeah. paralysis and for us yes. we said hey we want to travel let's get the ball rolling we planned our first month and then uh, you know we 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 have been doing it very spontaneously too we have a general plan of where we want to go what we want to see kind of the route yeah. we want to take but uh, there've been modifications there've been a uh, uh, you know changes to that agenda and uh, that's okay yeah. it doesn't have that's to okay. be uh, and same with the podcast you know when i when i first launched my podcast uh this is actually yeah. it's kind of funny i haven't shared this much but uh, i actually uh, launched two other podcasts before this one uh the first right. one was uh i believe it was about uh before i met you i had a podcast and it was uh, uh in 2015 i think 2014 um it was uh, all about social media and i uh, yeah. i had an internet marketing one i had a social media one and i only got to about 15 episodes and uh i stopped doing them because i got busy i found it hard to edit them and i i got a little bit frustrated uh, so yeah. i just gave up and stopped doing them uh, and i think i wasn't as passionate as i am um, yeah. about this topic of travel and making money while traveling so yeah. i had to fail twice as a podcast host to succeed now and now i've actually recorded 175 interviews in 3 months it's wow. been pretty uh, crazy pretty crazy uh, 175 episodes in 3 months which is about 2 to 3 episodes per day uh some days i'll actually not interview anyone uh, like today you are i think the only one today uh tomorrow i don't think i have anything but then on monday i have like 3 and then i think tuesday another 3 so uh, on average it's, it's about 2 or 3 and i've just found my kind of like um passion because I feel that even if no other people listen to it I will have gained so much info so much inspiration so much knowledge yeah. from the people I'm interviewing so that's why I do it too just because uh, I I I I I've been changed by travel and uh, you know all these interviews I've done uh, by people who have also been changed by travel so now I do my show to inspire others to travel 
And it, it might just be in a, another part of the province that like you mentioned, you're know, going to bucket list items in British Columbia, uh, Whistler yeah. and uh, the Okanagan and Victoria of Island. It might be doing South America, like I'd never been to South America before this trip. It might be doing, uh, you know, Great Wall of China. A lot of people have the dream to go to Taj Mahal. Um, so it is just getting out there and doing it. And uh, same with podcasting, same with travel. Um, so Aditya, uh, you have actually uh, done a few different marketing strategies to build up your podcast. And I'm curious to know about those ones, things like uh, I know you have an active email list, uh, you have an active and engaged Facebook group. Uh, tell us about some of the uh, proactive strategies you use to actually market your podcast. It's one thing to just start the show, push uh, record, and then uh, have it up on iTunes. What yeah. other thing to actually consciously and proactively build up the audience? What did you do? Uh, sure. So uh, uh, firstly, what I did was, and I, that's something that I've always constantly tried to do, is try to understand what are some challenges that people li who listen to my show face. What are some questions that they have? And how can I help them? Because as soon as uh, I'm able to resonate with one person and help him or her find their answer through the show, that's when the person is shared airs my content. That's when the person talks about my episodes to somebody else. That's when they, that person says, you know what, I had this challenge and, and your show and your guest and you have solved my problem. So that's, the, that's what I think about all the time. Uh, so what I've done is surveys, uh, you know, just one question survey or two question surveys. What is that biggest uh, challenge that you're facing, about, uh, facing uh, in your life as far as, uh, you know, healing is concerned or alternative health is concerned or depending on what niche you're in. So I get some really interesting answers. So that does two things. One thing that does is it engages my audience. They know that it's not just a loudspeaker who's talking, 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 but it's more about a conversation. And this person actually exists and lives in Vancouver. So that's one. Uh, so the other thing it does is because I get insights about what my audience wants, needs, and desires. So I sort of make those pivots and create content and episodes based on what I feel my audience would like. Uh, my email my email uh, list that I have and I constantly grow I don't have a I don't grow a really uh, an email list really fast but I do have an email list where I email them once or twice or maybe three times in a week whenever it's uh, whenever uh, I feel and I share my stories with them you know my email is the way in which my listeners can get to know about AJ as a person what are some of the challenges AJ is going through what are some of the workshops AJ is attending uh, what are some of the stories that AJ has to share based on his journey. And so people, you know, uh, want to learn more about the host sometimes because as a host, I don't really talk much, a lot about myself because I'm interviewing the other person. So email is a channel for them to get to know me. And as you might agree, story is what really compels people. You know, the narrative is what really motivates and transforms people's lives. Uh, and so that there they get to know the human side about me and my story. As far as the Facebook group, again, I consider my Facebook group my tribe and it's called action tribe that's the name of the facebook group uh, and it's another way for the uh, audience and people who are really interested the action takers you know people who listen to all of my episodes for them to hang out in the facebook i ask them questions i engage with them uh, i tell them about what's next on the my seven chakras journey i ask them for feedback so it's just about uh, another channel for me to communicate uh, with my audience uh, and that sort of helps build the like no interest the third thing is uh, 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 social media. You know, I, I, I post my episodes on social media. I use uh, certain hashtags uh, in order to uh, help people who are searching for my content find my episode. Uh, and so the, the places that I'm uh, sort of active on social media is Instagram and Facebook. 
you know, I, I used to do Twitter as well earlier, but I've stopped that because I want to focus more on certain social media platforms and get better as, at those rather than being present everywhere. So I'm present on Instagram and Facebook. I've got a Facebook group, uh, email list, and those are the things that I'm working with right now. Uh, and just to add in terms of marketing, uh, I used to do a three episode per week podcast. Uh, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but because I'm working on a product launch, a course launch right now for the next six months, I've sort of scaled that back and I have just one episode uh, releasing per week. But at the end of the day, it's all about communication. I communicate to my audience that I'm going to you know, do this and here's the reason why. So that they are also in the know uh, and they uh, encourage you on your journey. Yeah, you know, uh, you, you mentioned a few things that I can identify with. Uh, I don't share a lot of my personal story on the podcast, like uh, even uh, when I was sharing today about this, uh, two other episodes yeah. I hadn't, uh, sorry, two other podcasts before this one. I had never shared that in 175 yeah. episodes. And uh, I yeah. need to share more of uh, myself. And, uh, you know, um, obviously, if you want to follow my own journey or my travel journey, it's daddyblogger.com. Uh, so shout out to my own website there. Check that out and follow along the journey. Uh, Aditya, you you become a successful podcaster now. You uh, you know obviously record a lot of episodes, have a lot of downloads, have a lot of listeners and followers. Uh, what does the future hold? Uh, tell us about your vision going forward. What do you want to achieve from this podcast, from your business, from your internet marketing career? Sure. Uh, uh, so I see my seven chakras as being a media publishing company in the future. And when I say future, I mean five years. And so I'll be crunching out media, be it podcasts, be it webinars, be it books, uh, and be it workshops and things like that. Everything will be about similar topics is how do you utilize the power of your mind, the power of your spirit, the power of your body in order to transform your life. And so one of my purposes is, is to spread the awareness of energy healing. Uh, doctors speak about, you know, the physical body, uh, neurological body, uh, let's talk about the mental body and we all are aware about the power of the mind but i feel the missing gap over here is the energetic body which not a lot of people speak about but because of the research of physicists and quantum uh, science and quantum theory people are finding out that you and me all of us are nothing but empty space because at the end of the day we are atom and atom is what 99 percent empty and so if you really think about it everything is empty everything is vibration and so if everything is vibration how can we use yeah, everything is a vibration to heal, to transform, to attract more wealth because wealth is also a form of vibration. And so uh, that's my goal is spreading the awareness of energy healing uh, and how, how you can use that to transform your mind, body and spirit over the next couple of years. Exciting times. Uh, so uh, if people wanted to start their own podcast, um, you know, they're thinking about it. I think a lot of people are considering it. Uh, but uh, it's not like a blog where you just go to WordPress, boom, you got a blog yeah. within a few hours. Or it's not like YouTube, yeah. where you start a channel and you record something on a smartphone, boom, you got yourself a YouTube channel. Podcasting seems yeah. to have a few more barriers of entry. Um, and that's why I think a lot of people delay it because it's a little bit more challenging. In a way, it's good yeah. because when you're a podcaster, you're differentiating yourself from all the other people who just start a blog, just start social media, just yeah. start a YouTube channel. Uh, so any tips or advice you would give to someone who's thinking, considering, contemplating, launching their own podcast? 
Yeah, uh, I would say that, like you've suggested as well, podcasting is not like blogging, which has been there uh, as a medium for quite a long, right? Uh, it's not like YouTube where you, uh, and I'm not trying to reduce the, the difficulty of creating a YouTube uh, page as well, but you know that's different. YouTube is different. It's a di- uh, part, blogging is a different medium. Podcasting, from my experience, is more of a long-term game. You know, it's more like a marathon where you don't put a podcast and you don't sell something immediately, right? Uh, but it's about building that audience, building your authority in that space, building your likability from your audience. It's a long-term game. It's about just putting a lot of value out there. And uh, the thing about podcasting is uh, for your audience, people are listening to your podcast. They're not actively a podcast. They're on transit. They're in the train. They're in their car. Uh, They're doing something else. And they're listening to you. So uh, in terms of call to actions, don't expect them to immediately you know, go onto the website and, you know, write something down or contact you. It's slow, but over a period of time, that's the beauty beauty of it. I'm having reviews right now saying, I've been listening to AJ's uh, episodes since day one. And at that point, here's what he promised. And he's, he's uh, you know, uh, fulfilled that promise. I actually have a review that way. I've had people saying, uh, uh, you know, I've been listening. I've been quiet. I've been a lurker, so to speak. But I've been implementing, I've been changing my life. And so these people will come. If you're starting a podcast, you know, don't feel that you know, you're speaking into the darkness. There are people listening in the darkness, but they will come out, they will reach out to you, but just hang in there uh, and, and put out good content. Keep iterating. Don't be afraid of change. Uh, don't get uh, hustled or uh, frazzled on the equipment. Okay. So there are things like equipment that you need. I'm using uh, a type of microphone here, the software. These are great, but ultimately it's your overarching strategy of what you want to achieve with your podcast, uh, which industry you want to build your your authority in, and it's all about playing the long game. And if you do, you know there are people like Tim Ferriss and uh, Lewis House who've got established podcasts, but it's all about who's your audience, what is their challenge, and how can you help. That's all. Great tips, great tips, uh, Ditya. So if people want to connect with you, and actually maybe uh, we covered two major topics today, the whole immigration side of your life and the whole podcasting side of your life. If people wanted to either ask you about one, the other, or both, uh, how can they connect with you? What is your website? Uh, you know, What is your social media? Tell us more. Sure. So uh, my website is my7chakras.com. Seven is a word. So my7chakras.com. If they want to contact me, reach out to me, ask me any questions, happy to uh, respond. That's aj at my7chakras. aj at my7chakras.com. That's my web's, uh, email address for the website. And uh, a special gift for your listeners. Uh, I know many people love reading books. And sometimes there are so many books out there. It becomes a bit overwhelming about where to start. Where do I begin? Uh, so I put together a reading list based on what is shared uh, on my show. And that is uh, that can be downloaded by going to my7chakras.com forward slash reading list. You'll get access to 21 books uh, that will help you change your life uh, book by book. And so. your Facebook group. Yeah, so my Facebook group is uh, called Action Tribe. Action Tribe, uh, and you put in a request, I will read it and accept you as soon as I get it. But it's called Action Tribe, and you can connect me on social media at My7Chakras. That's our Facebook page, uh, and and my name is Aditya Jaikumar. Might be difficult for some people to pronounce, but uh, A-D-I-T-Y-A-K-U-M-A-R, Aditya Jaikumar or AJ. 
Well, thank you, AJ slash Aditya. Uh, you know, it's been great having you on the show, uh, talking about uh, two important things about uh, travel. Uh, one is, uh, you know, obviously your immigration story. And for those of you who are doing internet marketing, uh, podcasting is a great tool to actually market your business. Uh, so thanks for your time today, uh, Aditya, and uh, happy travels to you, and happy podcasting. And, and can I add one more thing before yeah, we end the session? So I just want to tell the audience, uh, you know, life depending on what you want to do when you're doing podcasting or whether you want to travel around the world. It's all about realizing that we can do, do uh, uh, things by ourselves. I mean, the fact that, you know, we can do so much together and we, we can do so less just by ourselves, you know? And so in my case, a large uh, role was played in the mastermind that I was part of and the people that I associated myself with, you know? you are the sum average of the people that you hang out with and so my my uh, recommendation is don't feel afraid to ask a question and to reach out to people if you need help and support in a particular area so in my case i attended your conference and i actually asked you ricky do you have a mastermind or if i had not asked i would not have a mastermind and my journey would not sort of kick uh, you know kick in so you know make sure that you ask the questions irrespective of whether it makes you f look stupid or silly or whatever just ask and uh, keep taking action so thanks ricky you're very welcome you know thanks for taking action i, I think at the end of the day it is all about the action i i, I typically ask a guest like uh, you know uh, what advice do you have for other people and uh, typically it is the nike <laughs> slogan <laughs> almost everyone gets <laughs> Just do it, just do it, just do it. And uh, I don't like that slogan in, in the sense that uh, you can just say to someone, just do it. I like the slogan, just did it. <laughs> ah, so, nice. I want to be, I want to be the just did it guy. I just started my podcast. I just launched my blog. I just uh, launched a, four different Udemy courses. I just visited Colombia. I just visited uh, Machu Picchu. I just went to, I just spoke at actually my sixth continent uh, uh, a few days ago. So I want to be just the just did it guy. Just I don't want to be a dreamer. I want to be a doer. So action is all about the, um, you know, like the results of your, your, your kind of like the movement. So. For me, I took action left Vancouver. You took action leaving India. We both took action launching a podcast, and we are both the just did it people. Just did it. I'm going to keep that in mind. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> just did it. So you two who are watching can be the just did it man, the just did it girl. So let us know. Let us know. Comment away and let us know what have you just done. So thanks everyone for tuning into this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, where we teach you how to take action, how to launch a podcast, how to how to immigrate to, uh, to Canada, how to travel the world, how to make money traveling the world, and much more. Uh, make sure you join our Facebook group as well. Aditya actually gave me the tip that uh, you know you have a great podcast, Ricky, um, and uh, you know you you you've recorded all these shows. What about your Facebook group? I'm like, well, actually, I don't have one. And he's like, well, do it. So I'm like, okay. Well, guess what, Aditya? Within five days of the, your advice, I just did it. I made a Facebook group. Uh, yes. So join the Facebook group, everyone. It's called Digital Nomad Mastery Community. It is a place where you can learn, network, and build community amongst fellow travelers, fellow globe trotter, fellow digital nomads, fellow thrill seekers, fellow adventurers, fellow action takers. So thanks again, everyone, for tuning into this episode. Make sure you connect with AJ. Make sure you subscribe to his podcast. It's called My Seven Chakras on iTunes or any of the podcast directories. Make sure you subscribe to mine as well. It's called Digital Nomad Mastery. And uh, you know, uh, if you have any questions, reach out to me or uh, AJ. We're happy to help. 
Uh, so happy travels, everyone. We'll catch you in the next episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world.